Hello, and welcome to Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I am your host and unconscious mind expert, Jenea Barnes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I am here today with just me. I'm go I am in the middle of doing a expand your comfort zone challenge in my Facebook group. So I thought it would be a good idea to jump on my self-sabotaging sagas podcast and really dig deep into why it is that we want to expand our comfort zone, right? So the title of this show today is Don't Let Your Comfort Zone Become Your Prison. So I want you guys to just imagine for a minute right now, imagine that your comfort zone is your city, right? When you were born, your comfort zone was your city. You had full range of the city. You could go anywhere and everything felt comfortable. And then as what happens is some, you had some experiences that might've been negative. And so maybe you were in the Northwest neighborhood and something not so great happened there. So you decided, okay, I'm never gonna go there again. And then something in the Southeast neighborhood happened. You decided, okay, I'm never gonna go there again. And then something negative happened on the other part of town. and. Next thing you know, there's only one part of town that you're left in that feels safe, right? And so now, then you're going about your day, maybe you're 10 years old by this point, and something happens in that part of town, and you're like, oh, goodness, I can't go there. Now I must stay in my house. And then as you get a little older, you're 15, 16, 20, you're in your house, your house is comfortable, it's safe. It feels safe there, it feels good. And then you see a mouse run across your kitchen floor and you're like, oh no, can't go in the kitchen anymore. Too scary, it's not comfortable, not safe in there. And then a spider, you find a spider in your bedroom. <laughs> Cats go in there, so now you've got to sleep on the couch. And now you've only got the living room left, and the couch, and the living room. And this is your comfort zone. So what happens to most of us is that as we grow older, we have these negative experiences and they cause us to shy away from doing that thing ever again, being around that person ever again, whatever it might be for you. So it's just like if you are, your comfort zone was once the city and then something bad happened, so you avoided it and something bad happened somewhere else, you avoided it. And then you're in your house and there's a mouse in the kitchen, so you avoid it. And then there's the spider in your bedroom, so you avoid it. So now your comfort zone is really small. It's the size of your living room. And here you are, you're trapped because 
It's too scary. It's too uncomfortable to step outside of this space. If you go into the kitchen, there could be a mouse. If you go into the bedroom, there could be a spider. And goodness, can you even think about stepping outside where those other bad things may have happened to you once, twice, three times? And what begins to happen if you let every negative experience dictate where you go and how you move through the world, your comfort zone gets smaller and smaller. And as you get older, it gets smaller and smaller. You may have noticed uh, people in your family that are a lot older than you. And you think to yourself, they are so rigid. They are so stuck in their ways, right? <laughs> Can anybody relate? We have stuck in our ways, rigid parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles. And what has happened to them is they stopped pushing the boundaries of their comfort zone and they let their comfort zone get smaller and smaller and more and more rigid, right? I can't go into the bedroom because there could be a spider. So therefore, and it, it becomes like almost like an electric fence, right? To step through it would shock you. But here's the thing, you guys. We can turn the electric fence off and it still feels scary to step through because we remember that maybe it was once charged with electricity. And if, unless we step through it though, we will never get to the outside. So using that analogy of the house, that spider is probably long gone out of the bedroom. And that mouse is definitely long gone out of the kitchen. I mean, it's been 20 years. <laughs> the mouse is gone. But because the, our unconscious remembers everything, it is scared to go into the kitchen because what happens with our unconscious mind when we're stepping into that uncomfortable zone is our unconscious mind literally thinks that we're going to die. And you might think that that's silly, but what has happened, what is going on with our nervous system is a long time ago when we were like hunters and gatherers, when something felt uncomfortable, when a negative emotion came up, it usually meant there was a threat to our life, right? So we go about, we're gathering our food, we're hanging out with our tribe, and a saber-toothed tiger comes crawling along, right? This is big emotions come up, right? Fear comes up and we run for our lives. And so our nervous system is equipped to when fear, particularly fear, but other negative emotions too, our nervous system wants to avoid that because our nervous system thinks it's a threat to our life. Now, our world today is full of many, many stresses that do not threaten our life. And our nervous system has not progressed as quickly 
as modern society. So that text message that feels uncomfortable, feels icky, somebody said something negative in a text message and your nervous system like flushes with negative emotions and says, I'm gonna avoid that person from now on because your nervous system that's it's like a fight or flight response thinks that that person or that negative text message is a threat to your life and now we know consciously that this is not true right we can go and somebody could say something mean to us and it does not threaten our life but our nervous system especially if situations have happened like that in the past our nervous system thinks that it's a threat for our life so the natural reaction the natural human reaction is to shy away from things that feel uncomfortable well, how do we balance this, this modern society stresses with our nervous system that thinks that there's a threat to our life? What we need to do is we need to step forward out of our comfort zone. What this does, every time you step out of your comfort zone, you are training your nervous system that there is not a threat to your life. So that uncomfortable conversation, maybe you've been avoiding it for a long time. Have you been avoiding telling somebody something? Have you? I know I have in the past. It was a very uncomfortable thing for me to tell somebody something uncomfortable. For me, my nervous system thought that that was a threat to my life because it thought they were maybe not going to like me. And if I wasn't belonging, a part of belonging to the group or to the friendship, that they potentially could throw me out. Again, this is a survival mechanism. We are wired to want to belong because when our nervous system was developing, it was basically impossible for us to survive on our own. So we are wired to want to connect and belong. So having those uncomfortable conversations triggers this survival mechanism that unconsciously it thinks if we don't belong or they don't love us, that we will be thrown out of the tribe and potentially that's a threat to our life. So what we need to do and what we get to do as we expand our comfort zone, as we step out of our comfort zone, is we are training our nervous system that these things are not a threat to our life. So when we step out of our comfort zone, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. I mean, remember when you first learned how to ride a bike, it wasn't so easy and it probably felt a little scary and you kept doing it 
And little by little, it became easy. It's so easy. It's so ingrained in your unconscious mind that there is even a phrase that it's so easy. It's just like riding a bike. You pick it up like no time has passed. And that's because you have wired in your unconscious mind that how to ride a bike. And as you ride a bike, it was not always comfortable. You had to step through your comfort zone or step out of your comfort zone in order to learn how to ride the bike. And so this is what we do with everything. As we step out of our comfort zone, more and more these things become comfortable. So for a lot of people, feeling your emotions is very uncomfortable, right? Most of us were not taught to sit with our emotions and allow them to move through. So as you do it, as you do it more and more, you're training your nervous system that these uncomfortable emotions are not a threat to your life. So moving forward, as you continue to actually have your emotions, it becomes easier and then your emotions will cycle through your body the way that they're meant to. The chemical reaction, for those of you that don't know, of an emotion in your body lasts 90 seconds. And sometimes we will feed it some more thoughts that will stir the emotions up again, but basically, an emotion is not a threat to your life. It's 90 seconds. Sitting through an emotion is can be uncomfortable. And as you do it more and more, you train your nervous system that it is not a threat to your life. So as you continue, if, well, let me actually pull this back. If we continue to shirk away from the things that are uncomfortable. We go back to that house analogy, right? Your comfort zone gets smaller and smaller because life is such that stress and uncomfortable things are going to come up. And if we are pivoting all of the time to avoid that, then our world will get smaller and smaller. We'll be stuck in just the living room of our house. So... How do we step through those uncomfortable feelings? How do we do it? Well, the first thing you do is as you go through it and the emotions come up, remember 90 seconds. That stuff is going to come up and move through in 90 seconds as long as you don't keep feeding it a story. But here's the thing, you guys. Our unconscious mind is powerful so powerful that it is going to direct you to avoid things that you are probably completely unaware of that you're avoiding. So as we dipped into this step out of your uncomfortable zone challenge in my Facebook group, I discovered a little thing that was so seemed so little but really affected my life so hugely. I discovered that I have trouble telling people that 
I don't want to hang out with them. And and not talking about like dating situations. I practiced that enough times over the years and I've got really good at that. I just say no. <laughs> I don't make excuses. I don't try to offer a, a reason or anything. I just say no. It's pretty simple. But when it comes to friendships and friends, that saying no, that belonging little trigger thing came up for me. And I didn't even realize it, but I look at the course of my life and I was happy that I worked all the time and on the weekends because I never, I always had a reason to say no, right? I always had an excuse. So I, now, did I consciously, did I create my life so that I worked on the weekends to avoid those kind of situations? I don't know. The unconscious mind is powerful. It could have played a role into why I worked weekends and why I worked all the time. Was it the only reason? Probably not. I had layers and layers of connection issues <laughs> in my life. But what I realized during this challenge was that there was a natural inclination for me to come up with a reason or an excuse about why I couldn't hang out with somebody or not be friends with somebody or something. My mind did it so quickly that I was completely unaware of it. And what I discovered, you all know that I work with the unconscious mind and way and reprogram the unconscious mind. And one of the ways that I do that is we go into the unconscious mind, back to the memory, back to the source point of when the event, the source of the behavior happened. And so for me, what I did is I went into my unconscious mind and I traced the source of this behavior all the way back because the unconscious mind remembers everything you've ever been through. And even if you cannot consciously access it, it will your unconscious mind has access to it. So first I went back consciously trying to remember, well, where does this come from? And what I thought it was, was the situation that happened when I was 12 years old and all of my friends decided at once that they didn't want to be my friend. So I decided that I had this thing where, okay, I had to not let, not do anything to have anybody push, turn away from me. I had to always be good, always be nice, make sure they never had a reason to not like me. And so I thought that this was the source of this inability to be clear, draw boundaries, let go of friendships, or tell people I didn't want to spend time with them. But when I went into my unconscious mind and I went deeper, I discovered, I traced it all the way back to a moment on the playground 
when I was in preschool. I was three years old. And there was this little boy that was wanting to play with me. And he would not leave me alone. And I just wanted to be left alone. He kept trying to get my attention and all of this. And what really was happening was that I didn't want him to take my energy. Like I felt like he was trying to take my energy from me. This was the sense of um, the emotions, what was going on is that I wanted to be left alone because he was like just trying to badger me and take my energy. And so I told him to leave me alone. Quite simply, you know how children are just very clear with their words, just leave me alone. And what he did is he turned around, started screaming at me and yelling at me and shaming me and telling me I was a terrible person. And it, I was this very sensitive little kid and I took this on. And what happened for that in my comfort zone is that was a trigger. So here's, here's when you really tried to step through your comfort zone and you can't, you, there might be a trigger. So I discovered that this was stronger than that 12-year-old incident because I was having a Zoom call with somebody and I needed to say no to the situation and I was frozen. I literally could not step through the comfort zone or the uncomfortable zone and say, no, this is not a fit. This is not going to be a good collaboration. I literally was frozen. And when you feel frozen like that, there's often a past traumatic trigger. And it could be something big. It could be something little. You know, you might think somebody yelling at you isn't that traumatic. But to a three-year-old who's very sensitive and somebody telling you you're a terrible, mean person, is it was super traumatic to me. It wired into my neurology. And so... What my unconscious mind was trying to do was trying to avoid that threat, right? It sees it, the unconscious mind sees it as a threat. My nervous system sees it as a threat. So it would try to avoid any kind of situation where somebody might yell and scream at me because I didn't want to hang out with them or I didn't want to play with them. And so because it was wired into my neurology, it would happen so fast. I would not even be conscious that I was making excuses or avoiding the situation. Somebody, I think I remember even at times somebody had called me out like, are you just making an excuse? I was like, no, because I literally believed that I was not making excuses. But my unconscious was so scared of stepping through that uncomfortable zone, re the potential of reliving that traumatic incident that it directed my life to avoid any possible situation like that. So I did some clearing work around that trauma and I cleared it up. So I cleared up that like fear of people trying to take my energy sort of thing. And I cleared up 
the trauma around the incident that I decided because in that moment I decided I would never let that happen again. And I didn't. And that was, you know, that was something that was wired into my neurology when I was three years old. That decision was not serving me at 48. <laughs> probably stopped serving me, probably served me through high school, maybe. But after that, that decision that was wired into my neurology did not serve me for most of my life, probably after the age of 16. So by clearing that decision up, by unwiring it or rewiring it out of my neurology, clearing up the emotional content of that trigger, neutralizing the emotional content of that event, it dissolved it. And so how does this show up in real world? How does this show up in the real world? Well, about a week later, I was having a conversation and I was half asleep. It was an early morning conversation. And when you're half asleep, you are basically operating from your unconscious mind. And when you want to make the shifts of what is comfortable versus uncomfortable, when it finally happens in the unconscious mind, that's when it becomes comfortable. When the new learning, when the unconscious mind finally discovers like, oh, we've done this enough times, it means there's no threat to our life. Okay, now it's going to be easy and clear. And so I was having a conversation and somebody asked me point blank about why I didn't want to do something with them or what was a particular situation um, about... Yeah, it was literally something about why I didn't like them or whatnot. And I just naturally answered like a normal person. I answered with no hesitation. I was super easy. And I didn't even realize it until later in the day when I was more awake. And I thought about that. And I was like, whoa, that was Normally, I would have told the truth in that situation. Whenever confronted with a direct question, I always would tell the truth. But normally, I know, I think about the past times when something like that happened, and I would avert my eyes, and it, it, the emotions would rise up in my body, and I would have a really hard time, but I would push through that uncomfortable zone, and I would tell the truth. But this time, poof. It just came out of my mouth like it was nothing. I didn't even think about it being weird or uncomfortable until later. It came out of my mouth just like it did when I was three years old, when I was just like, I don't want to hang out with you. Leave me alone, please. Um, so that's the power of when something shifts in the unconscious mind. And often for most of us, it means that we keep stepping into that uncomfortable zone until the unconscious mind discovers that it will no longer be a threat to our life. And once the unconscious mind really learns that, the uncomfortable zone dissolves, especially when it's stuff from the past. And a lot of the things like that house analogy, again, it was like you got scared of something, so you stopped doing it. 
it something happened in a way that you didn't like so you stopped doing it and with each of these things your comfort zone gets smaller and smaller and as you get older that becomes it limits your life more and more if you are not creating an active practice of stepping out of your comfort zone if you let one bad experience define what you're going to do in your life you're going to have a smaller and smaller comfort zone. Every bad experience, if you choose to never step into that type of situation again, that just closes off a section of life for you. And little by little, you're like a cat living in a room that has never been outside or cannot go outside. Somebody might even open the door for you and you just stare there, stand there looking because what's out there is a threat of all the uncomfortable things you've ever experienced. And when you do finally step out, you will learn that you're, it's not a threat to your life. So I'm going to challenge you all to do something outside of your comfort zone today. One thing, and there are lots of things that you can do. You can smile at somebody that intimidates you. You can go to a neighborhood you've never been to. You can book that trip that you've wanted to take forever. Well, it's a little weird right now with COVID, but maybe you just wanted to go a couple towns over and you've been wanting to do it forever, but you felt a little scared. Maybe you felt like you needed to have somebody go with you. Maybe you get to do that on your own. And prove to your nervous system that these things are not a threat to your life. And the more you step outside of your comfort zone, the more you will open up possibilities. The less your life will be small. I remember I walked, well, I've done a lot of weird things in my life, but I walked to the Camino de Santiago in Spain. It's a 500 mile walking pilgrimage. And I did it by myself. And it was something I wanted to do for a really long time. And when I finally made the decision, a lot of people kept saying, oh, wait, you're going by yourself? That is so brave. And I didn't really think of it as something that was brave. I mean, I definitely stepped outside of my comfort zone constantly during that trip. And that was not my intention. But that trip expanded my life. It expanded and made a lot more things possible. It gave me more confidence in my own abilities to navigate weird situations, uncomfortable situations. So because of that and so many other things and stepping into those uncomfortable zones as often as I can, I can navigate a lot of situations with ease. So as you 
step into something uncomfortable today and tomorrow and the next day. Know that every time you do that, you're giving yourself the ability to navigate more and more things with ease. And the more you do something, the easier it becomes. Remember, every single thing that you know how to do was once uncomfortable. Remember, like we don't think about this aspect of when we're a kid, everything is new. Everything is uncomfortable. And we push through. We keep pushing through. And hopefully we don't have so many big emotional events that start limiting us and limiting what's comfortable and what's uncomfortable. But most of us have those events like I did when I was three. And those things kind of create boxes around us that we are stuck in. And by stepping outside of your comfort zone and becoming really aware of what feels uncomfortable, you can start to shatter those boxes that you might be trapped in. Okay. So now if any of you guys out there are thinking to yourself, well, I have a ton of those triggers. I have those things that I'm frozen. I literally can't push through the uncomfortable zone. If you have moments like that, if you have things like that going on within you and you know that they're limiting your possibility and you're ready for those things to change, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me via my website, jeneabarnes.com, G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S, or you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram, and we can discuss how you might break through some of that stuff. We can set up a free step-up call and see if those are things that I can help you with. I love, love, love helping people transform and shift at the unconscious level. And the beauty of the work that I do is that it happens quickly. It means you don't necessarily have to step through that uncomfortable zone a hundred, 200, 300 times. Like with that similar thing with saying no to dates, I probably had to practice that and step into that uncomfortable zone 500, 600 times before it became easy you know, this over the course of years and years before it became easy to just say, no, I don't want to go out with you. But I didn't, it didn't work on the friendship thing, right? I'd only worked on the dating thing because that was where that was creating more strife in my life. If I couldn't say no, then they would hound me or something. And, um, we didn't, I didn't want that. That became too, that became more uncomfortable. So I pushed through. But when we do this unconscious work, it happens really quickly. The shifts are very tangible and it creates, this is the big part, it creates so much more ease in your life. Ultimately, it's why I do what I do to make your life easier. So just like I had that conversation 
that I was half asleep and somebody was asking me very direct questions about whether I liked them and what that situation was. It, it literally just came out of my mouth so easy, like the way a kid just talks because they don't have any of these boundaries put on them yet. And that's the kind of ease that shifting stuff at the unconscious level creates in your life. So feel free to reach out to me, set up a step up call. And thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I am at your service. I'm so happy to be doing what I do and to be sharing all this information with you guys. All right. I will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment, give it a rating, pass it along to your friends, follow it. These actions help other people find this podcast, and I, of course, greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, and have a beautiful day.